Dirtballs, I want to let everyone know we are on Twitch as of right now. So subscribe to us, watch us game, watch me play terribly at video games. You can do that by going to twitch.tv forward slash dirty sports. Nick has set it up. Prano beat my ass in NBA 2K and Madden last night. Threw down on you with Mr. Bill Walton. That's right. And uh, Nick will be heading that. So if there, is there any other information for that, Nick? I mean, that's it right there. Twitch TV, Dirty Sports. I mean, we've talked about maybe maybe playing tonight. I think I can beat you by 80 was the number I put out there. Wow. Wow. Well, let, let's save that for the show. 79 and a half is let's, the spread. Let's discuss this on the show. Sounds good. So twitch.tv forward slash Dirty Sports. Come and I'll talk shit back to you. That's the best part. Talking trash to gamers. Gamers, you heard it here first. All right, guys, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Fuck Fuckity Fuck Fuck Fuck. Prano. Oh wow, we've already been deplatformed. <laughs> we just got deplatformed before the show even started, Andy. I did it. What were you doing? <laughs> I I put my thoughts on on Fuckgate on on uh, Reddit. I'm not sure if you saw them. I did not. Oh, you didn't see it? I didn't. I got to go to Reddit more. It was uh, it was like it was basically an ode to all the things Andy Ruther. Was it uh, in that thread about the um like where, where there was like I think there was like seventeen comments or something like that? Yeah, uh, uh, I think I missed yours. Oh, I I mean it was it was late because I haven't been on Reddit. I'll I'll read it just for Andy. I think it, I think it's important for for everybody to know because there was a lot of thoughts on uh you know it was what is the deal with Ruther and swearing? Yeah. So I just wanted to go in there. You know, I I saw Nick had a comment and you were like, everything everything Nick just said is true. So my thoughts on swearing gate, I was like, fuck the people who don't want to hear Coach O tell people to suck his tiger dick. Fuck the people who don't want to imagine Doris Burke with a dick. Fuck the people who don't want to entertain the idea that Sister Jean has herpes. Fuck the people who don't think wearing a jersey of a team not playing in a game means someone should fuck your wife. Fuck the people who don't want Andy Ruther standing outside the NFL offices with a sign that says fuck Roger Goodell. Fuck the people who don't want to hear about getting shit on your dick because you butt fucked a Mexican grandmother. Fuck the people who don't think a kid devoting his life to shitting in socks is funny. Fuck the people who don't think stories of concussion-riddled athletes trying to decapitate their dead father's corpse with a samurai sword is hilarious. Fuck the people who don't want to hear a story about jerking off on someone's sister's turtle for revenge. But most of all, fuck the people who can't handle hearing the word fuck. My final thoughts. It's on, like you completely missed game. the point, though. Like, like you completely have missed the point. That That's what you've missed. It, it It's about... Sometimes, and I again, this isn't all on you. This is including me. And 
sometimes we, we, we just we use things too often. It loses effect. When, when Coach O goes on a tyrant, that's amazing. That's, that's a shtick, right? When certain things happen, like you're going on a rant about the Knicks, of course there's going to be a bunch of F-bombs. That's the point, Joe. It, it's also about trying to expand the audience, as you know. Do you want to make more money? That's a good question. Well, yeah, but my point is— No, no, but my, hold on. My, Do you want to make more money? Sure. But, so, but, so, but also that only to a point. You have to, you have to, like, you have to be careful of who you're. Again, somebody goes, man, I don't like this show. They they swear too much. When they get to butt fucking a Mexican grandmother and ending up a shit on your dick, they're gonna crash your car off the road. So, so you're 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 bringing up something that was probably discussed in the show what five years ago, six years ago. You know, even in that instance, you don't have to use certain words. But that's exactly my point. The idea that the word fuck is somehow worse than a description of having anal sex with a grandmother and ending up with fecal matter on your penis. See, we can use all the scientific words we want. That's disgusting. 100% agree. See, we're in, yeah. ag- we're in agreement here. We're in agreement, but... The thing is, I don't think you realize how people view it. I think a lot of people, the actual language. Right. Those people are fucking douchebags. I'm not disagreeing. Right. We're, so let's not cater to the douchebag crowd. I, I'm catering to. The word police. It's not catering. It's saying, why not try to possibly. Market ourselves to the word police. Market ourselves to making more money. Getting more listeners, getting more advertisers. You can still say things without just dropping certain graphic words. I can do the same. That's the point. And I feel like you're you're still not understanding this. I just I'm just I think what 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 did I think the word police is a huge I think that's like a huge topic. It's not the word it's not the word police, Joe. Because if you and I got a show on ESPN or Fox Sports One, they would the FCC would fine you and take your show off there, or they would just bleep you. No, you wouldn't have a show. They they would say, hey, guys, these are the restrictions right. that Dirty Sports has moving forward, correct? Right. Correct. We don't have a show on that. We have a show on – we have a podcast. But my question to you is you would clean up the language if ESPN or Fox Sports 1 said, hey, well, here's a show. The original hashtag – from the Dirty Sports Podcast. The very first thing is Andy Ruther with fuck ESPN. So now you're talking about cleaning it up. The original, like the basis for the Dirty That's Sports not the basis. was you going fuck ESPN. That was like that, that. was like your mantra for like okay. three years. Well, that's an exaggeration. Okay. But but see, now now you I can't believe we're doing this to start the show. Now you're you're going down this like people can't change rabbit hole, which I think is ridiculous it's not about people can't change it's about what is the point of doing this is that we're not gonna do the the point espn show the the point of doing this is obviously our take on sports that has a lot of comedy a lot of edgy elements but my point too is as i get older as i mature and evolve as a person just like i don't do the same things that i would do in let's say friendships or relationships or socially that I've done a few years ago. My point is it's a challenge to maybe 
try to want to expand and broaden the horizons. It doesn't mean we're not going to have the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award. All I'm saying is that why not try something? It doesn't mean, hey, you can't swear, you can't say things. That's, that's my angle of just trying to look into possibilities. We all want to make more money, do we not? Sure. But, you know, that, that is the definition of selling out. You could say every ad read we do is the definition of selling out. Except we don't. We're not doing, we're not doing like we've we've things. done we've done some. Be honest. What what honestly going back? What have we done where we're like I despise that? Like we're I, I drink Miller Lite every day. Okay, that's not selling out. No, I agree. I use Harry's razors every day. I do too. But there we've done we've definitely done some ads where we've sold out the environmentally sound cleaning products. If the, I used it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used it. I, was, I wasn't fundamentally opposed to environmentally safe products. I wasn't either, but it's a stretch is all I'm saying. I, I, I hate that word. We're not going to do jewel vapes. You know? We're not going to do Marlboro ads on this show. Like, we're not even going to do rhymes with FUD right ever on this show because that would be selling out anyway we're gonna fucking do this fucking show fuck it we'll do it live can you swear on twi- twitch nick are we getting deplatformed um, on I twitch i mean i mean because ruther, ruther was swearing <laughs> talk about he was a sailor know, last night ruther every single time he had the ball into the basket mm-hmm. turned into richard Pryor. yeah the fuck? The motherfucker can't dunk? You mean to tell me? You Dwight Howard fucking got motherfucking telling me. Turned into He turned into a combination of Richard Pryor and the Crows from Dumbo. <laughs> He's like, this motherfucker right here needs to be dunking the basketball. I was bad. We're on Twitch now. And uh, Nick set it up. Where can they follow us, Nick? Twitch.tv forward slash dirty sports. And he set up Joe to play me in NBA 2K. It was a bloodbath. It. What's funny is just like the different. Neither of us had played anything. I'm just like focusing on learning the game, and you abandon that like three seconds in, and we're like, "This is dumb." I just. I don't like gamers are dorks. I, I don't like video games. No. You're just not good at them. But I've ne- like, no. But that's not true. But he made no effort. Yeah. He's not even like. You're right. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, you know. It, there was a little bit of Shabelli to it too. Like the inability to learn, the refusal to learn. No, I don't know what. What does Shabelli have to do with that? Because Shabelli, I mean, how many times can you get Dennis Green wrong? I mean, it, it, you passing the ball up court directly to my guys was Shabelli and Dennis Green. It's like stop not understanding it and just learn it. It's a lack of caring, though. Well, that's what it is. Well, you should take, you know, pride in everything you do, Andy. I should, but. I, I've never really been that big into video games, and you guys mocked me last night. But I am more of like an old school. I'd rather, dude. You could, I could play a Pac-Man video game at the arcade for hours. We need Joe Rogan to be like, uh, do an episode on gaming so that Ruther jumps on board. <laughs> like, you know, Rogan says like the hand-eye coordination can be greatly improved by playing Xbox. It's got to practice, man. I'm in. I'm, let's, I'm, cook up, let's cook up a little elk and I'm, play. 
I'm sure they're at 2K. I've actually been listening to no podcast in the last few months. I don't know why. No, yeah. there's actually probably truth. Spoiler. To th- that's same with everybody else. Yeah. Hello, five people. <laughs> there's actually truth to the hand-eye coordination. I just, I don't know. It, it It's tough for me to get into video games. Now, let's let's take this back to your childhood. Let's go Let's go full Freud here. Okay. Where, did your brothers play video games and like yeah. not let you play? No, we all you're... we always had gaming consoles. Because you have, you, like I was say, I said it multiple times last night, if you guys want to go back. Can they watch mm-hmm. the old Twitch? Yep. I said it multiple times. Your effort reeked of Mikey Prano. You had, you had big Mikey Prano energy. Your little brother. Yeah. I mean, he, at, at one point you just put down the controller and everyone stood still. The, the amount of controllers we had to rebuy, the amount of, like, walls that had to be, like, plastered over because I would just beat Mikey into uh, the point where he would. And the thing was, Mikey would always keep it kind of close and then just lose a heartbreaker. And then just, then then there was just a disaster. Things being kicked, thrown, holes in walls. Right? And, just, and just a lot of, like, this game is cheating. You put in a code. Like, a lot of, like conspiracies about how I have dialed into this game solely to beat him. There's no way Latrell Sprewell can hit that many threes in a row. You put in a code. Just heavy, heavy Mikey Prano energy coming from you. Just turning very dark, very negative. You turned on the fans at one point. Turned on the gaming community in general. I did. I I just, I will never, I'll never get into video games. I just know that. I just, because for me, it's, it's a way, like it's not how I want to spend my time. It's just not. It's nothing personal. I'm going to play you tonight. Nick has now announced what you said to me earlier. He set the over under. Well, I, I I rewatched the game. I went to the game film. I read it. I I looked at it and I'm like, I can beat this guy by 80. I mean, like you're selling every jump shot. It's late every time. You're taking 80. awful looks. Your ball movement. Is I mean, just... I feel like you almost have to go. I feel like you almost have to go. Like ball hold offense against him, although you're not very good at holding the ball. You pass it to the other team every time. So you're setting the. So over- I'm saying you. I almost feel like you got to play for the spread. I mean, I'm surprised you scored 25 points against Prano. So you're setting the over under at 80. Yeah. And we're gonna be classic teams. Yeah. Tonight on Twitch. Yeah. Be the classic Knicks. Ball hold. Lots <laughs> of defense. Get a little. Get a little Ewing. A little Oakley. So here's what I, here's what I've learned in this quarantine. Get about, get Mello out of that starting lineup. Mello's I'm not going to be a team with Mello. I'm saying he's on the all time Knicks. But if you get Mello out of that starting lineup, you go all defense. You know, you you get get Oakley in there. Bro, you get Ewing defense. I'm not worried about that. I'm get worried about a little Pat Riley defensive ball. I need to learn how to make a jump shot. I I agree. I mean, it was bad. And then we went. And we pl- practiced jump shots for like five minutes, just shooting jump shots. And then we played Madden. Where I was just saying it was a hit stick bonanza. I mean, I think I can fare better at Madden. I just got to learn the buttons. There's th- See, that's my thing. And, and you guys can all laugh at this. I just got to learn the buttons. There's too many buttons. Ruther's looking down at the controller while he's dropping back in the pocket with Russell Wilson trying to figure out which button is Tyler Lockett there's before, too, before he gets sacked. There's too many buttons. I like a simple game. 
Like This is the most dad take of all time. There's too many buttons. Let it be a dad take. Let's get some Twitch Pong going. I'm ready for you guys to come at me again. Twitch Pitfall out here? I'll we, jump over some mud holes. We got, we got to find a game for Ruther. I don't know what that game is. I yet. already told you. Take me to, sight bike? Take me. Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> take me to an old school arcade. We can't do that on Twitch. <laughs> and I'll play a little Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga. Take me to an old. That's why I like going to the Santa Monica Pier when it's actually opened. They got a dirty place. I'm sure it's filthy. It's closed right now, of course. Old school, like that. By the way, that's one of my. This is like if I ever made enough money, you know, from the sponsors, I would have loved to have a game room. I've always thought about this with old school arcade games and a Papa shot. And that's what I want to do, guys. Everybody listening, I, I don't want to play video games. I'd rather I could play Papa Shot for two hours. You, what you're saying is you want to play video games. You just want to play video games. You know how to play. You, you have the, you have, you are, you have passed the point of learning new things. I just don't have a desire for you. You're things. like, I'll, I'll kill NBA Jam. It's like, yeah, because you played NBA Jam a bunch. So, like a couple years ago, here's an example. Of like, I realized I was like, an- I know for a fact right now, off the couch, no practice. I'll be. Any single person alive on NBA Live 95. Let's go. Today. You can't make more shots than I can make. and I'll make them all. But, you you know, at the same time, I'm like, 2K is fun, man. Let's go. Like, I learned it. I'm already – I was thinking last night while I was in bed. I'm like, you know, I used to be a pretty good icon passer back in the day. But that was because I knew where all the PlayStation buttons are. Once I, once I you know, figure out where the Xbox buttons are. Be okay. Yeah, as soon as Prano, then I'll be throwing outlet passes to Walton, throwing it down. Prano learned how to drive and rim run, and once he learned that, it was it was all downhill. I think it was like somewhere in like the second half, like early third quarter. Yeah, because ha- halftime it was still like a it was still like, like a twelve point, point game. game yeah. yeah, something like that, and then it turned into a fifty point blowout all of a sudden. You want yeah. you want seconds? It was we had we you had want more we, Prano. We had we had NBA two K going. And it was like. Eh, 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 eh. Eh, eh, eh. And then suddenly I figured out how to rim run, and it was guys carrying your coffin. <laughs> that was the sound of Bill Walton carrying your coffin and throwing <laughs> it down into the ground. Bill Walton, who, by the way, told us we should not swear. Remember that? Yeah. Bill Walton and, and I. You know, different people. That's why he's my vice president because <laughs> we, have, we have that we have that balance going. You saying you want seconds for me? Oh, dude, I would love it. I I could honestly I could use another game against you just to like get my game on, and then I feel like I could take Nick. Let's do it. And, and by the way, I don't mean take. I just mean take on. I mean just even feel comfortable playing. Do you want you want to twitch tonight? We'll see. See where we're at. You're like, I got to watch 14 more movies. Uh, God, I, I signed up for the Criterion channel. 14-day trial, but I'm honestly already thinking about keeping $10.99 a month. That is a, I mean, they're really they're really trying to, like, hold people who, you know, like art over the coals. They're like, yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of a little stuck-up guy for even signing up for the Criterion channel. I bet you we could suck $10.99 out of you. But I think probably I'll just crush three movies a day for the 14-day trial and then out and then maybe start on a different email three movies a day i watched uh i watched two movies on the criterion channel yesterday but i decided to watch it after i watch the dead i think it's the dead don't die 
or the dead won't the dead don't die which is a jim jarmusch jarmusch uh zombie movie and then i was like oh i'd like to watch some other jim's films and they're probably not available anywhere but i'm sure they're all on criterion and so then i got the criterion channel and then i watched the day trippers and i watched three days of the condor a robert redford uh like spy cia thriller but like movies you hear about all the time but like you're just like where am i gonna watch that criterion channel i'm on it three a day let's go Dude, three I can bar- a day plan i can barely watch one movie a day the, the 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 quarantine and the lockdown has taught me a couple things about myself i don't like gaming and i really don't watch that much most of my life was watching sports as far as tv is concerned yeah i but don't sports are gone so now it's, you gotta get into dude you know? I, I don't know what to do I picked up running hard again. That's what I'm just going to do. Just run. Although, the other night... I'm just going to watch three movies a day with some NBA 2K breaks. You know what the best thing to do is... in a book when I'm on the toilet. Go out at night when no one's around. Yo, it's crazy. I ate an edible on Friday night and rode my bike for like 90 minutes around Santa Monica. It's awesome. Like... That's what I want to do. Is that's going to be my new thing? I think get stoned. Andy, think about our. Can you can you consider our sober crowd for a little bit? Not everybody wants to hear about your rampant drug use. Some people are like, "Hey, I'm here for the sports. I don't need to try to listen to this show in the car with my kids. I don't got to hear about this guy's just ingesting cannabis daily." We apologize to all of you straight edge out there. This is what Joe does. If you figure this out yet, Nick, he takes he takes one little recommendation and then he just he goes to the extreme level. I'm just it's, it's classic Prano. Saying broaden the horizon. My horizons are broad, and that's what I'm doing. I am getting off the couch, and it's perfectly safe at night because no one's out. I'm social distancing for the record, and I'm just hopping on my bicycle or going for a run when no one is out. Which are you we- wearing your mask, Andy? That I gave you. Not when I run. You should be. When I but when I was on my bike, I did. Okay. How can I breathe with that when I'm running? I mean, they're they're made to breathe through. <laughs> you think you think when I run, I can breathe with that thing? I mean, you can. And then it gets all sweaty. No, it's I don't a little know. difficult to breathe. You got to yeah. get a breathable mask though, which are all sold out. But which sure you can't you can find. find them. But you want to discuss this nine sports movies thing? Well, I, I saw it on Twitter today. This is like the this is you know. This is what Twitter has become. It's like everything's a discussion now. The big tweets now are all things that are like asking you for something. Could you eat all this McDonald's for $3,500? Which of these movies? One team. Who do you got? Um, and I, I liked this one because we were talking just about watching movies. And we were talking. And obviously there's no sports. I'm sure there's not a Criterion Collection version of any of these movies except maybe Rocky. Um, but the nine sports movies put in this, and then you started listing other sports movies, and I was like, you're getting away from the point. The point is, this tweet asks you, there's nine sports movies here, but you can only keep three. Which three do you keep? Uh, Nick and I have answers, and it sounds like you have the two or possibly three that you've actually watched. But the nine sports movies they put up were Friday Night Lights, Rudy, Coach Carter, Remember the Titans, the Blind Side, or is it just Blind Side? Space Jam, Rocky, Glory Road, and Miracle. I knew my three the second I looked at it. So you can only keep three. You can only keep three. You want to copy and paste that, Nick, and just put that in the comments? That way people can see. 
What three are you taking? I am taking Rudy, Rocky, Miracle. And I'll tell you why. Friday Night Lights, loved the book. Movie was a bit of a letdown. Show brought it back. I did not like. Wow. I did not. I did not really enjoy Friday Night Lights. I, I think maybe. Having read the book and loving it, it was it. I don't. I don't think it did a good enough job of the book. And then the TV show was just like it's the same premise, but it has nothing to do with the book. Like you know, there was no none of the same characters, none of the same. They just they just took the concept and then created a show about Texas high school football. And I was like, oh, I like this. This is great. Rudy, I mean, Rudy's an all timer. And and for a kid who grew up, you know, the only kid on the high school football team that was under a hundred pounds, I'm I'm clocking it at five two ninety six pounds, and uh, rooting for Notre Dame. I mean, I cried when I saw Rudy in the theater. Uh, Coach Carter overrated remember the titans i guess nick would like that because i was like millennials boner out over remember the titans it's a fine movie but everybody's got to relax blindside was pretty good space jam is all right rocky is one of the all-time movie great movies regardless of of genre yeah Yeah. um and then glory road was pretty trash honestly and uh I, i liked miracle uh especially you know Growing up in the 80s, the miracle on ice is so important. Kurt Russell as, you know, Again. As Coach Herb Brooks. Yeah. Again. Just strong. And then the speech, so good. Well, so those are my three. Well, Nick, you go because I we, we all know I'm going right. to get destroyed on this. So I, ha- I had trouble. I, I have two for sure with Miracle and Friday Night Lights. And I, I think the reason I picked Friday Night Lights, I actually – I've actually read, read this book – too, but I read it after I watched the movie. Believe that, believe it or not, Andy, I have read a book recently and a report report on it as well. Um, so I'm going Friday Nights and Miracle. So I have a football movie and a hockey movie. So I felt like I had to pick a basketball movie here. So that's between Space Jam and Coach Carter. And for that reason, I just saw it recently and it was god awful. But damn, it was so awful that I thought it was great. I'm going Space Jam. I almost think. We have to fire you for not having like Rocky. I was just gonna say it's fine. If you've seen Rocky, well, you right? know Friday Night Lights is a serious movie. Miracle, very serious movie. Do I need Rocky to have another serious movie? I've seen Rocky. Ro- yes. Rocky, but Rocky is at all time. That's fine. Like Joe I mean, said, Brett, Brett Ernst is on the record as saying Rocky is the greatest movie of all time. It's up there. I'm trying to like you know diverse. That's the number one. I gotta have different genres. I have a little animation in there. I can't go all serious because sports movies they can get bland at times. But Space Jam is a little different than a regular sports movie. In my you opinion. said Space Jam wasn't good when you watched it. Yeah, I know it was awful. But like you know, there's a lot of movies that are awful that are still entertaining. A movie can be bad and still especially be especially as a rewatchable. But this is exactly. Conf- I'm confused. If you just said it's awful, but you choose it as your top three. Of this nine. Well, you can only pick three. So I'm getting a little bit of everything. Th- six of them go away. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Ruther, you've only seen you, two of these. Have you seen three of these? So I got roasted before the show. I have not seen Friday Night Lights. I have not seen Coach Carter. I have not seen Remember the Titans. I have not seen Space Jam. I have not seen Glory Road. I have not seen Miracle. So you've seen Rudy. Blindside. Blindside. And Rocky. And Rocky. And the only reason I saw Blindside, it was on a flight across country. So I just watched it. Uh, th- again, this is revealed. I don't watch that many movies. I don't. 
And I can get roasted for it. I don't watch that many movies, and I don't watch that many TV shows. You've, I, you've seen every Star Wars. I have seen every Star Wars. Nerd! Last night we were driving, and I, I brought up the movie Coco. Have you seen Coco, Joe? It's uh, that Pixar movie? No. Okay. Oh, wait. Did I see it? It's about Dia de los Muertos. Yes, I did. You did I see did. it? Day I did. I, I took my Mexican little brother yeah. to see it in the theater. Good Pixar movie. I brought it up, and I asked Andy, like, hey, have you seen Coco? He said, oh, I don't watch cartoons. I'm not a child. I was being facetious, Nick. I was joking. Especially Very offensive. you watch South Park more than anybody alive. Yeah. Exactly. I was joking because you and I watched Dumbo Saturday night, the 1941 version anyway, or Friday night. So I was I was not being serious. Eh, you sounded pretty serious in your tone. You you backpedal real quick. You rope and dope like Dion. Dude, I, like Brano just said, I've seen every episode of South Park. Yeah. So I was not being serious. I'm not anti-cartoon. But the fact that I haven't seen most of these is pretty uh, pretty revealing. Yeah, I just you know sports movies don't do it for me. I don't I don't, I don't really think you're missing out on a ton. But there. you're a movie guy, Joe. Yeah, for I, sure. I would consider you like a movie buff, a movie aficionado. I'm just not. I just enjoy watching movies. I like movies to me, especially movies in theaters, even at home a little bit. Like, when I watched Ozark, which, God, I'm so glad I'm done. I mean, I was on my phone the whole time, basically. Like, it, it was really hard for me to, I'd be like, oh, God, this guy again? And I would just, like, check him out. When I have a movie on, it's just like, I'm just, I'm just watching a movie. Yeah. It, and, and especially going to theater. Going to theater to see a movie is like going to a concert. It's just like, you're there. It's an experience. Lights go down. Phone gets shut off. Popcorn, soda. So you know. How often would you say you go to movies a year? I I probably go to the theater three times a year. Not nearly as much as I used to, um, because now basically, I'll only. There was a time where I'd be like, I'm just gonna go see a movie. I would even, and when I was in New York, I would go to movies alone, regularly, because like I'm I'm around during the day. You know, daytime matinee prices, whatever. But nowadays, I'm only going if this if I'm like I have to see this movie now. Like I need to see it before. Like I can't wait for the DVD release. Like when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, I'm like I'm gonna go see a Quentin Tarantino movie in the theater. I like this is the first Star Wars that I have not seen in the theater. Of of the of the the only other one the only other of the entire I'm, Star Wars universe I didn't see was Solo in the theater. Yeah. Um, and then this one, which I still haven't seen. Um, but I, I probably still go to six movies a year. I probably go to a movie every two months. Yeah. I love going to movies around Christmas time, around the holidays. I'll do movies like Christmas. will be like movie, movie, movie. Cause they always put out a ton of movies at Christmas. Um, like I'm kind of over these days though. Like even the cinema experience changed. So like every Avengers movie is being played in 12 theaters and you have to, you know, you have to, you need a password to go see, you know, just like a good, normal, regular movie these days. It's like, oh, it's in a, it's in a speakeasy. How do you guys feel about when you go to the theater and the theater makes you like pick your seats, or or do you like the you know first come first serve? I approach? love picking my seats. Okay, love it. Not a fan. Not a fan of picking your seats. No, not a in fan. advance. No, I I, agree. I I like where the Southwest, 
You kind of just first come, first serve. What kind of savagery is this? Why? What What is the benefit of this? I like to peruse when I get in there. I'll go. I'll. I will go to. If I'm like, I'm gonna go at 7 p.m. to see this movie. I'll go in. If there's not a seat I like, I'm like, I'll go to the. I'll go to the next one. Or I'll go to a different theater. I will adjust my time and destination so that I can sit two thirds of the way up in the middle. Now, when you're watching these movies during your Joe Prano quarantine, yeah. You ever drinking a fresh Miller Lite? I was doing it yesterday. Yeah? Three three days of the Condor, some Miller Lights. It's it's my movie watching partner. These days I don't have somebody to just sit there and watch a movie with. I'm gonna sit there and watch it with a Miller Light. That's right, guys. Cause you are being a good Californian, a good American. You're practicing social distancing. I am. Guys, right now, having a Miller Lite with friends in life, in real life, isn't possible. But staying connected is still important, right, Joe? Very important. Now, when everything ends, what are you looking forward to most? What, what type of events are you looking forward to that you can reconnect with some buddies, family, over some fresh Miller Lights? Like, what are some events? Like where do you where you look forward to going? I mean, a, a barbecue, a baseball yeah. game. I mean, those are. I think that's the first two things. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing when we're when we're no longer socially distancing. Yeah. Get together, sun shining, baseball, Miller Lite, some some tailgate parties. Is there any like I I'm thinking about my top three things in life: sunshine, baseball, Miller Lite. Yeah. Doing them all together. Doing it all together. That's right. Guys, Miller Lite is the original light beer. While you're home, enjoy a classic. Available for delivery today. So stay at home. Be safe. Be smart. It is available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Got to say, Andy, I mean, it's a, you know, it's interesting times that we live in. But it's certainly there. There are some silver linings, or or gold linings in the case of this the golden pilsner that is Miller Lite. I feel great about being at home and having Miller Lite delivered to me. Yeah, yeah. I need a Miller Lite. How about somebody brings it to my home? Let's go. That's right. The Criterion Collection and a little Miller Lite, the original light beer. If there was a light beer that was going to have a Criterion Collection version, like a double disc, it's Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And, and and you were enjoying a few when we played Twitch last night. You know I was. It, it, Miller Lite crosses genres. I'm not saying I won because I was drinking Miller Lite and you got blown out because you were not, but... Although we'll, I was we'll, we'll I have, was drinking out of this amazing water bottle that we'll they have to, We'll have to keep testing this sample size. We'll see how Nick does on Miller Lite versus you on water tonight. Okay. We'll have to check that out. And that's a good segue for Jameis Winston because you said the word water. Yeah. We have to laugh about this. Jameis Winston got married over the weekend. And I looked at his wife's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. He got married in a pool. Is there, is, does anybody know what this – like is there an explanation for this? Her Instagram page says, a week when nothing was going as planned, our initial wedding had just been postponed and I was in a funk – but Jameis Winston came through and put together a beautiful, intimate ceremony in the privacy of our own home. 
and it seemed it was meant to be this way all along. Hashtag Mr. and Mrs. Winston. And the picture, if you go to her Instagram page, James Winston's wife's Instagram page, they are standing on the steps of a pool, and the minister of the wedding is like a good foot deep with his pants in the pool. I can't figure out if this is just like, oh, we're going to do it out by the pool, or we're going to do it on the beach, or we're going to do whatever. So this is like our version of that. Or if this is some weird Jesus baptism thing, like the priest is up to his knees in water, we're all gonna get dunked after this. Like, is this is this a, no. is this a religious thing? No, this is just like I think he's barefoot. This is Jameis being Jameis. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone standing in a pool to get married? The chaplain is in a pool. No, I've not seen it. This it's it's a very Jameis move. Right? Yeah. In his backyard. That'd be like me getting married in the Savage Town pool. <laughs> and now you have to. And now I think that's where if you ever get married, it has to happen in the Savage Town pool. Will Jameis Winston be on a roster? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think he will because it, it, it seems crazy to me. And, and literally no one's a bigger Jameis Winston critic than I am. But it seems crazy to me based on <laughs> You know what I just thought of sorry, let me what? cut you off real quick. What if Prano wrote like a couple years from now, what if Prano wrote a <laughs> not a response, a response book yeah. to Jameis One of the One. Four hundred page book. <laughs> the four hundred page <laughs> Jameis Winston Truth Syndrome. What if you stopped watching movies during the quarantine and you started writing your Jameis Winston response book? Well again, the you know the I mean, just the idea, like how absurd is it? The idea of me writing a book, it, it goes back to the original point that we we brought up when when I discovered Jameis One of One and made Jameis One of One's career by mentioning him on the show. You really did make his career. I mean, he had no followers before before we put he, that video out. He had like 400. Yeah. Now he's like 8,000. Yeah. Um, Doing national radio. Yeah. You guys created a beast. Yeah, but the thing is, Prano did. There's still we go. You go back to the original point. No one, no person, including Jameis one of author Jameis one of one, has the time, the energy, and the 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 numerical statistics to put that book together. That is why we know without a shadow of a doubt that he has some connection to the Tampa Bay Bucks organization, which is why he has just like pages and pages and pages of statistical analysis of Jameis Winston, clearly provided by, you know, a statistics intern for t the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. By the way, just the Jameis, it, I mean, Jameis one-on-one spinning out of control has been one of the great stories of the offseason. Yeah. You guys got to go. You guys got to go and check it out. The spin. I mean, he is spinning SpongeBob meme. Um, but I, I do think Jameis is on a and, – and this is based not at all on his performance. is based only on his draft position. Yeah. Every number one overall pick is going to get a second chance. Sure. So the draft this year will now be virtual. So teams will not even be drafting from their facilities. There's There's like – Virtual war room set up, and basically they're going to be doing a Zoom. 
Yeah, a Zoom or like an internet draft. It's it's basically going to be a fantasy draft. So how is how is ESPN and NFL Network going to broadcast this? I guess is my question. Just how they broadcasted everything. I feel like everyone's going to be from their home. The people are on Zoom. They're going in. The audio quality is awful. And, you know, it's just the bare bones. Prano just sneezed three times. Yeah. It's allergy season. He got the COVID. There's coronavirus going around. Yeah. I just, I got, I'm a sneeze. I got to sneeze. I know. I'm messing with you. Uh, I mean, I, I are you going to watch this? I mean, I'll watch it the way I watch the NFL draft, honestly, which is I don't really, like, I'll watch the NFL draft at a bar. I don't really tune into, like, Kuiper and all these guys like breaking it down. I just need to see the picks as they happen. Yeah. Need, so this is actually basically the same as I watch the NFL draft. Like I'm just waiting. Give me the name. Give me the name. Give me the name. I tweeted earlier that this just reeks of a fantasy draft. I can't wait for somebody's connection to fail as their time runs out and they auto draft a kicker in the third round. That's gonna it's gonna be like Ruther playing NBA 2K. It's like this is broken. <laughs> This thing is broken. <laughs> Why would I drop the kicker? I feel like this has Cincinnati Bengals making a awful mistake yeah. written all over it with the number one pick. Yeah, I just feel like this ends with somebody putting um, a note on the message board to Roger Goodell about how this whole thing was not fair, that their their Wi-Fi at their Hooters where they were doing this failed, and they didn't want to take Tua first overall. They don't know how they had him on the board as number one. Will the NFL season start on time? September. I'm saying yes. I know everybody's saying everybody's saying absolutely not. I have said to you personally a couple times, I said once the NFL season is truly in danger, the season, games, uh, the NFL will fix coronavirus. They'll be like, we solved it. Let's get out there. We also got a great tweet from, uh, did you see this tweet we got yesterday from I believe his name is Eddie B. Metz. He, I mean, was one of the, I replied and told me I had like basically one of the worst takes I've ever heard because he said, I'll find it. Eddie B. Metz. He said, I've been thinking, he tweeted at you and I, I've been thinking that if the virus had hit the USA during week two of the NFL season, everyone would have taken it more seriously. No one, nobody leaves the house. They would be playing again by week five. My wife thinks I'm nuts. Thoughts. I replied, I think you're extra nuts. Unlike the NBA, the NFL would have pretended it was nothing, and the next two Sundays there would have been 16 stadiums full of 60,000 people, and we'd all have been dead by week six. Because if there's one thing we know about Roger Goodell, he's he's like the Donald Trump of commissioners. He's just like always going to make the worst decision. Players does not care about the players' health and safety, does not care about the fans. He's just like, we got to get that money. Adam Silver was like, season's canceled. Roger Goodell would have been playing while people were taking out of the stadium on ventilators. So his argument is that if the coronavirus came out during the season, we would have taken it more serious because there would not have been games. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the canceling of games would have mm. made everybody take it more serious, to which I say there's no way they would have canceled games. I can see both sides. I think I think Roger Goodell would have played the Super Bowl in the rubble at the World Trade Center if that was their only option. Like I think that guy gives zero fudges about anything except money. Yeah, it was interesting. I watched the 
30 for 30 on Michael Vick. It's a two-part 30 for 30. And Goodell has featured a fair amount in it. And it's just interesting seeing how after Vic served his time, how there really wasn't going to be a quite Like, he let him back in pretty easily. And I wouldn't say easily. He said he felt that that Vic had remorse and was contrite about it. But I also thought there has to be, like, Vic coming back into the league had to be great ratings and a news story for the league. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Goodell doesn't care at all. Alden Smith, we just talked about it last episode. We went through his rap sheet. Alden Smith got arrested on his way to sign his contract with the Cowboys. <laughs> and they're like, you're good, dog. Yeah. It's crazy, though. So the Masters has been moved to November 12th to 15th. All these things are being moved into late fall, winter. The NFL has got to be loving it. Because they got to be thinking, oh, you want to compete against us? Like the Masters. You're going to be competing against the NFL? Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the NFL loves that. But I don't think that they are they are super concerned about it either. That's my point. Yeah. I don't think they want people playing when they're playing. But I don't think that they're like, oh, no, people are going to tune into the Masters. We're going to see how many people really care about this golf stuff. Sunday at Augusta, or yeah. you're going to have like some crappy week three matchup between the Bengals and Dolphins. Like, What are we yeah. talking about here? We're going Masters, baby. No, no, <laughs> no we're not. The, con- the country, won't, it won't even come close. Oh, I'm taking Sunday at Augusta. Are you kidding? You should, you should, you should Nick's do it. Nick's just trying to get more work from Tug. Look at this. This is the, this is the most blatant appeal to his, other, his other employer that I've ever heard. I don't know if you're going full troll or moron on me. I think you're going full troll. Oh, come on, dude. Nick, you should do some research on the NFL numbers. I'm just saying what I'd be watching. Okay, that's you. You should do some research. A bad Monday night football game. Bad Monday night football well, game. I'm, I'm hold aware. on, hold on. Let me finish. Crushes. Can I finish? Can I finish? Crushes. World Series numbers of good teams. I mean, this is, we're not talking about the World Series here. We're talking about Sunday at Augusta. I'm not talking about the Masters as a whole. I'm just talking about Sunday. And I'm talking about NFL will absolutely take a hot, smelly Andy Ruther. Post McDonald's CVS chocolate binge that I went on last night dump all over those Masters ratings. Okay, that's fine. I won't be watching. That's what we're discussing. It's fine. You're missing out though. Heyman's <laughs> <laughs> Corner. Oh, oh and the, and the Masters too. Like NBC does such, such a great job with the stream. How you can like go in different holes and get like you know sneak peek previews of everything. It's just such a nice just sitting back by yourself. I thought the Masters drinking w- a Miller Light. I thought the Masters was CBS. It's, it's on. on C- it's on NBC. Isn't it not on NBC? It's on CBS because it's Jim Nance. Yeah. Well, either, you don't even way. watch it. <laughs> Where does Either Nance way. go? Nance could have to do double duty. They call the Masters and then get in a get on a plane, put us all to sleep watching football too. Now there there's a way to get people watching. I don't know how the Com app doesn't just have Jim Nance talking about golf as one of the options. Here we are. Look at Rory McIlroy. I'm like <laughs> going to a deep sleep, going to one of those sleeps where I don't open my mouth all night, except with that 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 metallic taste in your mouth. 
What if Nance and Romo did both a game and the Masters? Yeah, good for them. They should. Right? Are, are announcers, is just no announcers making money right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Right? They, I guess they're off. Right? They're just, they're all furloughed? I, I have no idea how that how it technically works. I wonder how salary. that works contractually. Yeah. Tuned into Sammy Lev's Instagram Live yesterday. He was cooking up some dinner. Just I, I, that's why I said Instagram has become the worst version of the Food <laughs> Network. It's and so true. Everybody's making food. I actually got to join. And I was making a frozen pizza myself, and we we chatted up and caught up a little bit. People are going like, here's me. It's my famous mac and cheese recipe. If you guys want to follow along, you start with a box of Kraft. Dump it in the water. Wait a little bit. Put the powder in. Mix it in with some milk. I don't need a step-by-step. Yeah. I mean, when people – don't get me wrong. I love food shows, and I love watching people cook good food, but I feel like this is what would happen if the Food Network was like, you get a show, and you get a show. We're gonna preheat the oven. We're just gonna, guys. You're gonna want to leave the pizza into the freezer until the oven's preheated. You do not want this to thaw. It's really important here. We're gonna move the rack. We're gonna put it on the middle rack, direct on the rack. We're not going with a, an oven pan. You're going direct to the rack with a frozen pizza, dude. I'll tell you what. And we talked about it with Robert Lasalle last episode. The Instagram models, they're at an all-time peak during this lockdown. Are you noticing, like, an Instagram, it's so out of control. Like, this is my daily yoga workout. This is my, like, every girl. Like, I I wish I was an Instagram model right now. Like, Instagram models. You can be. They can make that happen. You got a lot of lighting here. (laughs) I think think that should be your Instagram brand from here on out. Can you make me an Instagram model? Easily. Just, like, the side pose. That, that, That look, that look, that... That sort of smelling your own fart, smile but not smile, smiling with your eyes look that the yeah. Instagram models do. We, we we can do a lot here. I mean, we we have a pool. Obviously, yeah, co- we have hold the some lighting. coconut water. Hold some kombucha. Yeah, kombucha as you call it. I don't have any. Oh man, no kombucha. Dude, because of Costco. <laughs> co- I mean, Costco has just been put on hold. Whenever you say kombucha, I think of a a, a kombucha bottle with a shitty hat on, like Cam Newton. <laughs> Like a, like a bottle of kombucha it's a, is a bottle of kombucha with a hat and a scarf. <laughs> so the NBA Hall of Fame class was announced. Great it's a, Hall of Fame it's class. a good one. Great Hall of Fame class. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, were there other names in it? I know those are the big three, if you will. Pun very much intended. Those are the big three. Also... Uh, WNBA, don't care. Rudy Tomjanovic, Eddie Sutton, former college basketball coach. Rudy Tomjanovic in the Rudy T. Made it, yeah. Um, a great Hall of Fame class. Everybody knows. I don't. I don't think we have to, you know, rehash my feelings on Kobe Bryant as a basketball player, but certainly a Hall of Famer. Sure, certainly a deserved first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I am a Kevin Garnett stan. I am of the opinion that Kevin Garnett, that there was a few years where Kevin Garnett was the best player in basketball all around and uh, unfortunately spent those years on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, And then obviously he, you know, truly in his late prime going to the Celtics, it was 
the addition. I mean, Ray Allen is also a fantastic player and probably also a first ballot Hall of Famer, if you ask me. Hey, definitely. Um, but it was really the 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 addition of Kevin Garnett to that team and everything he brought was what got them. And 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 I, again, I say Doc Rivers overrated. Like the fact that he got only one with those guys is shameful. But without a doubt, in my mind, the best player of this class is Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, I know you did Tim Tim Duncan facts only, and your question was sort of like the no one talks about him as a top ten player undoubtedly in my opinion a top 10 player honestly he like i have him up there i mean one day somebody will put a gun to my head and make me do like my official rankings but like tim duncan tim duncan's hovering around my top five i mean tim duncan was ridiculous tim duncan arguably the best power forward of all time well the thing about duncan and depending on where you put certain players at you know what I mean depending on how you rank how you classify certain positions what made him so great is he did it from both ends yeah and then he won obviously the Spurs had a great system in place but he got the individual accolades two MVPs multiple finals MVPs and also he's all time you should watch that facts only when we do that Nick like in January February like we did it a while ago but if you watch that video when I lay out all the stats on Duncan, you have a point. It's dude, he I mean, he's hovering around that top five all time. He was that I mean, good for that long. I'm I'm assuming Bill Russell would be a center. Yeah. Correct? Uh at least given his at least given, you know, the era in which he played. He was certainly the man in the middle for them. Like if you if you moved Bill Russell to a different time, what position would he play? I don't know. Kareem, obviously a center. So, Tim Duncan, best power forward of all time. Who am I forgetting? I think he is. Yeah. All time starting five. Hard not to put Tim Duncan at your at your four. Yeah. Got the mailman. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Tell me how many. League MVPs does Tim Duncan have? Two. Carl Malone with one. Probably undeserved. I mean. The only ones you're arguing here is like Dirk, uh, Barkley. But Dirk's not a power forward. He is. Yeah. He, I mean, he would. Really? I, yeah, I, he is. I mean. 100%. I think he played the four for them. But, yeah, I mean, obviously nowadays it's like. It's very a seven, a seven footer. Yeah, exactly. It's like Kevin Durant's also like Kevin Durant's a three, but Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant a two. You know, like it's hard to say what position positions have gotten pretty loose. But uh, Tim Duncan, in my opinion, it's not even close to the best player in this class. Is. I agree. Not close. It's not close. Numbers don't lie. How many rings does Tim Duncan have? Five. Five? Well, if you if you five, they have five. Two, if you three, look, if four, you look at them five? individually, five. Yeah, and again, obviously we're keeping this basketball. If you want to take Kobe, who also has five, versus Duncan, like all around stats, just get out of here. I mean, also Finals MVPs for Duncan. It's got to be three of them, right? And then Kawhi and Tony Parker. That's got to be the answer. 
Or am I wrong? I forget. Nick, three finals MVPs? I forget. Give me three seconds here. I, I remember that Tony Parker got one. I remember Kawhi got one. Yeah. Three vi- yeah, three finals MVPs. Three finals MVPs. 99, 03, and 05. And, and let's not forget, the Spurs won the second Tim Duncan came in the league. Did he win as a rookie or did he win year two? But either way, it was, it was David Robinson gets hurt. Spurs are trash. Spurs get the first pick. Spurs get Duncan. Sp- Duncan and Robinson together beat that Knicks team. Yeah. It's the second year. Yes. I mean. I mean, completely turned the franchise around. Yeah. They went from the number one overall pick. And uh, Kobe Bryant w- would probably get, because of his personality and because of his worldwide fame and because of all the things, the very Jordan-like way that he was – you know, marketed and pushed on everybody. He would have already gotten a lot of the sort of hype around this class. It would have already been a very like Kobe will go last in the, you know, speeches and all that. He would would very much get like the Michael Jordan treatment with his death. It'll be tenfold of that. Tim Duncan, also a very quiet guy, probably not going to throw his high school coach under the bus or start talking about, all the players he still thinks about beating. Um, but from a basketball standpoint, it is not close who the best player in this class is. And this is not, I'm not taking any shots at Kobe Bryant or Kevin Garnett. I am speaking solely about Tim Duncan's underappreciated greatness. Yeah. The big fundamental. Killer bank shot. And he's got, he's got to be one of Nick's favorites. Nick loves the bank shot. In real life, or the squares up there for a reason. In real life, no, I, I can't imagine Nick hitting a lot of bank mid-range jumpers in two K. Well, bro, yeah, bro I've really. seen Nick bank more threes by accident than anyone in my entire You're life. Just calling them accidental. You man. never I'm, have, I'm aiming for that square. You, you called, ne- you called game. You never once <laughs> said bank. Don't matter. At two points is two points. Three points Prano, is three points. Prano, who's trying to use the backboard on a straightaway three, dead center? Nicky D. You guys want to hear some of these uh, Hall of Fame snubs? See sure. if they're any of you are deserving. All right, so we got Sean Marion, Chauncey Billups, Buck Williams, Horace Grant, Terry Porter, Larry Nance, Elton Brand, Detlef Schrempf. Am I saying that right? I mean, I feel like Schrempf a bit of a snub from the international standpoint because they love to put international guys in. Yeah. I think Dino Raj is in the Hall of Fame once again. I'd like to always go back to that in case we want. In case you want to throw a little bit of shade at the Chauncey, I'd have to look at Chauncey's numbers. I mean, Chauncey, obviously, big Mr. Big Shot, Finals, Finals MVP, MVP. But, I mean, Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's averaging 15-3. Is Robert Ory five. in the Hall of Fame now, too? I mean, another another Mr. Big Shot kind of guy. Um, big Shot Bob. But Sean Marion, underrated. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but I think... I think what Sean Marion's underrated career deserves is people to discuss him as a Hall of Fame snub. I think Sean Marion underrated. Also, Sean Marion, with with his uh, transition ability and his ability to shoot from the perimeter and his wing defense, greatly improved by playing with Steve Nash and under the tutelage of Mike D'Antoni. So, but Sean Marion's still great, great player. Deserves to be discussed in the snubbery, as does Chauncey Billups, but I don't feel either of them are Hall of Famers. 
Yeah, I agree. Now, if Chauncey Billups had happened to be born in Canada, he'd be in because <laughs> the NBA Hall of Fame doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it is weird. I'm not even sure Tim Duncan's in for his ability or just as a representation of the Cayman Islands. Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. Whatever. Right? The U.S. Virgin Islands. What are the U.S. Virgin Islands? It's, uh, it was a uh, group of islands settled by A.C. Green. There's there's uh there's Green Island, there's Tebow Island. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really that's a deep dive. He's also he's the twentieth snub right there, AC Green. AC Green? Yeah. You think he was really a virgin? Dude, the thought of I just love the thought of the Showtime Lakers. Cause the rumor the rumor again was that they had a sex room at the old forum. The thought of all the Lakers basically having orgies. And AC Green like standing outside the room reading the Bible or something. Never? He never had sex once? I don't know. You know my theory on that. Most people who claim virgin, I just think they're gay. Well, it's probably offending like thousands of people, but it's okay. Your boy Russ was a virgin until he got married. No, he was a born ago. again virgin, which again makes me think that Russ might be gay. Oh, okay. I've I've been on record saying that. Just like his boy, Tyler Lockett, virgin. Eh, questionable. Yeah. Like at there, like at no point in any scripture does Jesus say, "Hey, no sex before marriage." If Russell Wilson's gay, how long do you think he holds his partner's balls for? <laughs> just, just five seconds too long. <laughs> I let Russ. I really let Russ down. I did Russ bad last night. In Madden. I feel like you were like doing an homage to Russ. You just stay in the stay in the pocket for like w- remarkably too long until somebody came and stripped him. You were just like, I'm gonna take this Russ. Ca- I'm gonna make this a Russ caricature. You realize Russ is about if Russ has two more seasons, how he's played his first eight years, like hands down, first ballot Hall of Famer. You realize that, right? If you say so. No, I'm 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 knowing so. So you're saying ten years of of this play is a Hall of Famer? Hundred percent. So Matt Ryan also first ballot Hall of Famer. Hundred percent. Retires now, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay. And I've battled a lot of people on I'm not even the biggest Matt Ryan guy, but numbers don't lie. I mean, th- this argument oh, was I battling you? Oh yeah, it was Nick. I wasn't even really battling. You were just saying something, and I was like, oh, "Okay, well." No, he was getting frustrated about that. Matt Ryan, please. Okay, this is this is my point, and we kind of talked about this last time. Sean Merriman, you weren't here, but when Sean Merriman was here, you can't, dude. These guys who play the league this long and put up those type of numbers consistently. Matt Ryan has the most yards of anybody in the first 12 years in history. And you can't devalue that. And my argument back to everyone who says this and that, especially about Matt Ryan, I've noticed. My brother was going off. My brother Greg, they're like, oh, it's so stupid. I go, dude, the numbers don't lie. Everyone says, oh, it's a pass-happy league. Which, you know what argument ends that? Matt Ryan didn't miss a snap for 12 years. Right. And that's the problem. Find me a quarterback, especially in today's league, which is pass happy, who can stay on the field consistently for 12 years. Russell, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is by far the best quarterback in the league, 
is already missed games. Right. And that's my point. I mean, certainly longevity is a, a, a major factor. I, again, you know, the, the, the quarterback stats thing is like you've got to, again, you've got to consider the fact that putting up a bunch of passing stats doesn't necessarily mean your team's going to win. In fact, there's proof that you're not going to win. And so you really have to find if you're if you're breaking down, you know, how great a quarterback is, I think you have to look at it through the view of they have to be a game manager in some sense, but they also have to, you know, be able to elevate your team. I think I am a Matt Ryan fan. I'm not a Matt Ryan stan. I think I look at Matt Ryan's career and put it right where it should be. But like you said, 12, you know, everybody's on, on the Drew Brees is like everybody wanted to do the Drew Brees goat parade when he was breaking all the records. Matt Ryan's pacing past him. Yeah. And, you know, Drew, yeah, Drew Brees got to that Super Bowl and won it. Matt Ryan got to that Super Bowl and didn't win it. I mean, the idea that people are going to say, that, that, that there are going to be people that ride the Drew Brees as the goat float, and then there's going to be people like your boy Dylan Mata, who you I know you have blocked, who's like Matt Ryan's the 15th best quarterback in the league. It's like I almost blocked him for that. Matt he had, Ryan, he had like Dak and like Wentz and I mean ludicrous players ahead of him. Matt Ryan is currently 10th in the history of the NFL for passing yards. He's less than 300 yards away from passing Elway for ninth. Right. So uh, to me, that just puts it in perspective. The idea that somebody is 10th all time. And by the way, everyone else in this list is either a Hall of Famer now or will be one. So let's just end the argument. This, this doesn't mean that I'm like a big Matt Ryan stan either. But to say he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, you're arguing first ballot Hall of Famer. I have no problem with Matt Ryan making it to the Hall of Fame. But there's no way he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer if he gets into a car accident tomorrow. Or maybe he does because, you know, I, I should say, if Matt Ryan gets into a career-ending car accident tomorrow, but not a deadly car accident tomorrow, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, again, there's no sign that Matt Ryan's not going to play for four or five more years. This was the first year he missed games. Right. In his entire career. So four or five more years. I mean, again. Joe, in four or five years, he's going to be top five all time. That's what I'm saying. So you, if you're top five all time and you've got an MVP – and you played this long, and like you're the face of a franchise. Yeah, to me, you are a Hall of Famer. And to be honest, I'm a, people are not. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I might say I'm just saying. He's got an MVP. How many MVPs does Marino have? I, I want to compare the two. Marino has an MVP for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if he has more than one, but Marino made it to one Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Where Matt Ryan is trending, he's about 10,000 yards in back of Marino. And Marino had some bad playoffs. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan, a, I believe, a 66 playoff rating. Matt Ryan has also had a few bad, bad playoffs. Mm -hmm. Dude, so at the end of the day, if their numbers are side by side, across the board, like what are we discussing here? Well, it goes back to the thing. There are, there are people on the Marino, the GOAT train. There's been Marino, oh, the circumstances, the no running game, the no defenses, but low, look at his passing ability. But again, I, I, I argue you, it is more important than that. It is, it, that is not 
that is not what it takes to be a winning quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. No, I agree. Better win percentages than Matt Ryan. Alex Smith. Jake DeLome. Phil Sims. McNabb. Marino. Cunningham. Romo. Luck. You're I just, mean, you're picking one statistic. Chad Pennington has a higher quarterback rating than Joe Montana. Yeah, I'm picking one statistic just like Ruther's picking this whole passing yards thing. Like, yeah, passing yards isn't equating to wins. I mean, we looked at, you know, this playoffs. Every time Lamar Jackson is throwing for a lot of yards, he's losing games. Well, he's, just because he's, you're passing for a lot of yards. He's, he's in year two. Yeah, I know. Matt Ryan's in year 12. He's thrown for more yards than anybody in 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 their first 12 years. He played in the Super Bowl. He won an MVP. He's He's... Going to be all-time in touchdown passes as well. It's not just yards. Like, again, my thing about Matt Ryan is he's consistently putting out there. Has he had some nice weapons? Sure. Also, you, when, you, when you consider winning percentage, it's the same thing. People love to go like, oh, Eli Manning's a 500 quarterback. Well, you know who else is in? I mean, you have Matt Ryan in a, in a division with MVP Cam that went to a Super Bowl. Drew Brees, who's won an MVP and gone to Super Bowl. Like, the last 10 years of the NFC South has been pretty good, pretty solid. Tough to win that division every year. Tough to go 12. I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady's winning percentage. Cool. Tom Brady every year beats Mark Sanchez, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Allen, whoever's playing for the, you know, Dolphins. It's easy to have a good winning percentage when your division is terrible. Nick has a mustache right now. I know. I everybody knows I approve. You approve, Nick. Now, where, where did you, sh- what did you shave with to get that mustache? I used uh, one of your Harry's razors. You did. Yeah. You even used the shave gel, didn't you? Yeah. Guys, do not leave your houses. Have your Harry's razors shipped right to your house that's what i love most about harry's is that you don't have to leave and especially in this time that we're going through as a world now is definitely the time to have harry's razors shipped to your house it's very convenient blade refills are delivered directly to your front door you don't even have to deal with somebody they're delivered directly to your front door and you should feel good about your purchase look at this look at this guy's must he needs to shave the goatee a little again See, it's growing back in. Grows back quick on me. 100% quality guarantee. That's what Harry's does. 100%. If you don't like your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. And get this. This is what I love by Harry's. 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. So they're giving back. Listeners of Dirty Sports can redeem a great trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. Guys, now more than ever is the time to take advantage of this while you're sitting at home. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, that rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover for your razor to keep it easy to grab on the go. You know what I loved about the Harry's razor? Because I'm someone who used to just use disposable razors when I shaved. Yeah. It's whenever like you, you go through it and you shave, you always got a little bit of hair on the razor. Yeah. The hair on the razor, it falls off so easily. It just makes for a nice shave with one blade. You can reuse that blade like 
I'm on the same blade going on like a whole month now. That's right, guys. It'll last. They are built to last. Go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to start shaving better today. Once again, that's harrys.com forward slash dirty. Do you want to listen to some dirtball calls, Joe? Sure. Before we do that, can we can we do one thing? Yeah. I want it, I want it to like – is. Am I looking at the rundown from Nick's computer or is this from your – or it's both? Both. Okay. Can we just delete that the big three is starting a reality show? Has been on the rundown for oh. six weeks. Yeah. The big three meets big brother for a reality TV show. I don't know the story, but I do know the headline. It's been on a rundown for six weeks. You know, you have access to all the rundowns. I know, but I don't – you, 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 you could just be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Let's listen to some dirtball calls. Let's, let's see. Let's see what we got going on here. By the way, Joe, uh, I think the dirtballs are scared to call in before we get to call. I told you that. I told you. That I we were discussing because I I put out the call for a DS home challenge. Let us know how you're passing the time at home. I put out a call for everybody to do their best Andy Ruther impression. And you're like, no one's submitting anything. I was like, yeah, because anytime any dirtball writes like one comment on a message board, you roast them. I don't roast them. You are you are like you're the Jeffrey Ross of dirtballs. I mean, go back like, to our Twitch stream last yeah. night, just roasting the fans. Okay. K- kids are like, hey, Ruther, learn to pass, and you're like, you don't get laid. You you haven't seen a vagina since you came out of your mother's. Okay, I was roasting the gamers last night, but I don't. The the call thing is interesting. We've received less calls since the pandemic started. Because you're like, are you, fix your phone connection. Call should be between 47 and one minute and six seconds. I don't what is th- wrong with you people? Who's the last caller I went off on? I think it's been a long time. Neither uh, of you could even think of it. I mean, I can't off the top of my head, but I guarantee you it's been in the last six episodes. Guarantee it hasn't. Guarantee it hasn't. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Hey, Joe and Andy. This is Tarek from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm a longtime listener. I really enjoy your show. Uh, it's very factual and one of the only shows that actually isn't all bullshit and hot takes. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm a Panthers fan, so Joe, I've echoed your sentiments exactly about Cam Newton. I saw the writing on the wall for a while. The other thing I agree with you guys is about uh, running backs not getting overpaid. So my interesting question for you guys is, do the Panthers uh, re-sign Christian McCaffrey, eventually ship him as a slot receiver uh, in the next year or two to catch balls, you know, within <clears throat> five yards of the line of scrimmage? Or do they trade him away, get some draft assets? Really interested in what you guys think. Um, thanks for a terrific show. Hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy out there, and condoms are for the rest of the, the NFC style. Take care. That's an interesting question, and I think that the answer is based on one thing and one thing alone. Are you doing some sort of a rebuild, which really isn't something that you do in the NFL? I, I really I really think unless you're a terrible team, the idea of rebuilding is kind of reckless because you're always one or two players one or two name players, playmakers on top of a good base away from being competitive. Yes, the Panthers need a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is obviously coming in 
But is that a placeholder for them? Like, I don't know. To me, it seems like if they're going with Bridgewater, then they're trying to win. Yeah. Um, obviously, they lost your boy Keekly. So you're losing the, you know, the heart and soul of your defense. But to me, I think you've got to. I mean, it's easier said than done. Talk to Christian McCaffrey and be like, we're going to pay you like our receiver. I don't know. Like, I think maybe the running back market also is going to reset a little bit with like Gurley getting cut and moved to another team. Like, I just don't think that you can do it. We already saw it with quarterbacks. I mean, nobody this year, nobody this offseason, I mean, Goff is still right up there. Like, the, the free agent quarterbacks, like, no one's getting, like, absurd. Like, I, I already feel like it's, like, dropping. We'll see what happens with Mahomes. Did Mahomes sign? No. He hasn't no. gotten, like, the super deal yet. Um, Dak obviously didn't. Um, I think if I'm a, the Panthers GM, I keep Christian McCaffrey. Um, because like, At what cost, though? That's the question. Right. I mean, I love McCaffrey. But again, he does so much. I mean, and that's what I'm going to say. But they use him. So he's what played two years. Am I correct? Yeah. So Christian's played two years. The amount of usage that his body, the wear, I mean, the numbers don't lie. The wear and tear for somebody like that who gets that many touches could probably only do it at this level for another one to two years. But again. McCaffrey and his receiver, like, can't Christian McCaffrey become Julian Edelman? Yes. Can't he become Wes Welker? Yes. Where he's not your starting tailback anymore, but like this guy said, putting him in the slot and using him. But also, you know, imagine the reverse where you don't necessarily have to play him everything at tailback and or like you can put a Christian McCaffrey and be like, we're going with a you know, a pass heavy offense, you're going to play this up. But every once in a while, we can put you in the backfield. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, a talent level of McCaffrey, it reminds me of the Marshall Falk move, you know, uh, Marshall Fox on the, the Colts and you ship them to St. Louis and they're the greatest show on turf, basically because of Marshall Falk. Also with the Panthers, too, like, there's not really a face of the Panthers right now. I mean, you lose Cam. You lose Keekly. Like, Christian McCaffrey is the face of the Carolina Panthers organization right now. I don't think that they can afford to lose that. Yeah. I mean, that's so invaluable. I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done to say, like, you've got to be smart with these deals. But, I mean, with everything going on, is, has there ever been a better time to, to cry, like, we just can't give you more than that? Yeah. I hate to say it, but does Christian McCaffrey doesn't seem like a guy who's holding out. You know what I mean? Like, f- f- father's a football player, Stanford. Like, d- doesn't seem like a guy to me who's like, no, it needs to be twenty six million a year. I have a feeling if Christian McCaffrey because because he, he came from money, because he came from money, yeah. yeah, and because you know it's like, I I, I feel like Christian McCaffrey. With twenty million dollars a year, can figure it out. Well, he's dating that uh, smoking hot model Olivia Colpo, so okay. I think that my point is he he's got the life going. I feel like I feel like when you're dating a model, 
money might be kind of, you know, less of a factor. Just me personally. If I'm banging a model, I don't care about an extra few million because I'm banging a model. Okay. Anybody else on that take? I mean, it's, you know, they, they, they go hand in hand again. It's just it, saying it, she she's also probably banging him because he's a millionaire. Yeah. Just saying. Because Nick always says to me, it always goes back to sex with you, Andy. Always does. I mean, I'm not wrong. Your son it makes your son uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. By the way, my son, my son, we're going to end the last call. We're going to do that last. The, somebody's coming hard at my son. Oh, no. Nothing yeah. new there. Yeah, I might have to defend my son. But uh, before that, let's go back to the uh, the movies. What is going on, guys? It is LeGoy calling from upstate New York. I've um, been trying to call on appointment all day. It's not going well, so I figured I'd just call Dirty Sports instead. I just want to know you guys' top three gangster movies or top five. I think for me, you'd have to go The Departed. Um, let's see, Godfather 2 and Casino. All right, boys, stay dirty, and God bless New York City. Peace out. So a Scorsese guy. The Departed, Godfather 2, and uh, Casino. So this has been on the rundown for a minute, too. We listened to this call last week and didn't play it. This, The, the first question I had was, What constitutes, what a, gangster? constitutes a gangster movie? And I think I've come up with something also. I think gangster movie, gangsta movie, heist movie, three three, three genres, right? Like like the the black uh you know, like boys in the hood, all that like they're gangsters, but they're not gang we're not talking about like mob we're not I feel like he's asking organized crime films. I feel like well, like well, American Gangster, right, is an organized crime film. Correct. But like uh Reservoir Dogs. Heist movie. Heist movie. That's what I said, right? The Town, heist movie. Not that the Town's in my like mix or anything. But I feel like this is a organized crime movie. Okay. Question. So you're saying all of these fall under gangster movies or just we have no. to go under my, the mob? I feel like that's what he's asking okay. when he's asking gangster movie, organized crime. I mean, look, gangster dude, film. The, okay, now I don't watch many sports movies. I've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Is that is a gangster movie? Yeah. I've I've seen most of all these though. It's really tough. Like I, by the way, I have no problem with your list, Lagoy. But then I also say, man, the original Godfather's great. Goodfellas. I mean, it's. You know, I know a lot of people liked Irishman. I wouldn't put it in my top three. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like this is where it gets really difficult. It's really difficult for me as well. Um, I got a lot of things in there. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the surprise on my list. A Bronx Tale. Love a Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale is in my top three. I'm going, and not in any particular order, but three. Goodfellas, Godfather Two, A Bronx Tale. Do now, and I think there's a consensus on this, right? That Godfather Two is better than the original. Yeah, but 
and it's and it, and it's also fair to say like you can't like it, it, if somebody says got the Godfather over Godfather two because you can't have one without the other, I'm fine with that. I'm yeah, to- I'm totally fine with that. You could I'm fine if you put them together and say the Godfathers. Um. That's that's what I'm going. I I love Casino. To me, I go back and forth. Like whichever I watch more recent, I go back and forth on Goodfellas and Casino. Goodfellas Casino. I, I mean, I think I think um, Scorsese as a director also like just kept getting better and learning things. But also when you look at Goodfellas, he uh, Scorsese does like to use the same tricks. He does like to do like an homage to himself or just like, oh, every movie I'm going to do this in. So for me, I think he really hit his like Michael Jordan is winning championships with Goodfellas. And, you know, the repeats of Casino and The Departed and whatever. So I'm going Goodfellas for my Scorsese. I'm going Godfather 2 as like kind of the granddaddy of them all. And underrated for me, but m- more rewatchable, I think. A Bronx Tale. I love A Bronx Tale. What where, a great movie. Where do we put a movie like Blow? As far as what genre? That's a that's a um, that's, a drug dealer. Th- yeah, that's a uh, what, what's the uh, that's a smuggling movie. I almost want to say it's definitely a drug movie. Yeah. You know, where it gets, again, I almost feel like this is an Italian organized crime question or American gangsters, you know, obviously Denzel's version of that Really, role. really good movie, by the way. Really good movie. American gangsters are really good movie. But um, but I feel like, again, like I love Pulp Fiction. I think Pulp Fiction's an incredible movie. Obviously, there's an organized yeah. crime syndicate that exists in this movie. They are hitmen for them. Harvey Keitel, sure. like the whole thing. They are they all work for a gangster. But to me, I'm not. I, I'm assuming that this is not part of that question. That's where that's where I'm going. Does that jump the, any of those movies for me? I don't know. So I'm just gonna take it for how I, the, the way I think the question was meant to be asked. Whether or not it is correct, and maybe Lagoy can, you know, call back and clarify. But in my my definition of the question, I've given you my three. I mean, it's tough. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... I, I've realized through all the this... The through line in mind, by the way, Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's a good through line. But what I've realized is... It's really tough for me to pick three. But that is the point of the call, Eddie. I, but I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm saying in, in general... All these, all these things. You're not good at video games, but you did it. No, but all these. Pick three movies, damn it. I, I don't like doing this. I don't like. That's just not how I view when people say, oh, what's your favorite this? What's your. Like, I'm. I've realized I'm not good at that. I know it sounds crazy. If somebody said to me, like, what did you. Well, what? thank God you have a sports podcast in the millennial Twitter culture where literally everything is ranking things and picking three out of nine. And like. I, I'm not good at that. Okay, well, no one's asking to be good at it. We're just asking for an answer. Goodfellas, Departed, Pulp Fiction, my three. Wow, he's got Pulp Fiction in his. Well, I originally, I, I wanted to use Reservoir Dogs because I love Reservoir Dogs. But if we're t- calling that a heist film, I got to have my, my call- boy Quentin Quarantino in there. 
And you can call it whatever you want. You saw? Could you call him Quentin Quarantino? Yeah, Quarantino. And you, and again, you can you can define it however you want. But yeah, like I almost feel like Reservoir Dogs is a heist movie, right? Because yeah. then there's there's and it all sort of everything is about the heist, the after of the heist. Like to me, that's a heist movie. And honestly, Tarantino movies are just like whatever they are. But like, I'm calling Reservoir Dogs a heist movie. But if you call Pulp Fiction a gangster movie, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with calling it a heist movie. It's still, uh, if it was under the umbrella of gangster movies, like this IMDb list has it, um, it'd be in my there's it'd a be, gang it'd be of in men. My three. Yeah. I mean, to me, you have to have a Godfather. You have to. It's kind of like the thing with Rocky. You ha- like th- these are all time great movies. Whether it's Godfather one or two, they're so good. Donnie Brasco underrated. I was just gonna bring that up. Underrated, in my opinion, underrated film. A lot of people, a lot of people think both. Uh, I think a lot of criticism of both Johnny Depp and Al Pacino's career, or sometimes they go a little caricature-y. But I think they were both fantastic in that movie. I think it's a great movie. It's hovering around my list. Can we all agree? I'm, I'm Scarface. A, a I'm overrated. a Johnny Depp stan. Oh, Scarface is wildly overrated. Yeah. Also, kind of a drug movie, right? I mean, he's a gangster, but I laugh at Scarface. Of it's, course, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. It's just I don't know. Al Pacino being a the guy from Cuba is just funny to me. Yeah. And be my friend. Yeah, I mean, just the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Michelle Pfeiffer is there a bigger like Michelle Pfeiffer and Scarface? One of the biggest bitch characters. Yeah, your womb is so polluted. <laughs> I would definitely have to go Godfather one or two, maybe probably two. It's tough for me not to have Goodfellas, and I like. I used to all I, like. I'd have to rewatch it. I used to just love Casino, and I was probably biased because I lived in that town for a couple years. But, but I also love Departed. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. I'm that bad cast, at this. That cast is like. It's top notch. Like, it's not like your typical gangster cast. Which departed. So good. Yeah. But because it's uh, the Irish gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. I I just feel I felt like departed, and I love departed. I I'm and I am a hundred percent a Nicholson stan. Um, I just feel like that was where Scorsese is really getting into like. And this is the point in the movie where we play the Rolling Stones song. And this is the point in the movie where we did like he definitely Scorsese definitely has a little bit of paint by numbers in his career at some point. And I liked it when it was the first time I was seeing some of those moves. But again, I'm a three movies a day on the criterion. You're kind of you're kind of a movie snob. I'm I just Yeah. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. It's it's like how I talked about Joker. It's like if you're if your um critique of jokers it's taxi driver and king of comedy together then i can understand you not liking it i kind of like it as an homage to those films but then it can only be so good as it is an homage yeah it can only be ranked so high well can't be ranked higher than as something it is an homage to right yeah the last call i want to play today do you want me to play it nick go for it i don't care Someone's coming hot for. Well, you already previewed it. How do you not play it, Nikki D? And this and this same individual who I've met a few times 
has come hot for me a few times. Okay. So like I who you've I, met you've met a few times. It's Kyle Aronofsky. Okay. So so I empathize with Nick is what I told him, and I was playing the call last night, and you'll love this. I'm playing the call for Nick. And he's laughing, laughing. And in the end, he's like, yo, what the hell? Because <laughs> you know how these calls can take a turn. Yeah. And just get vicious. Yeah. So. You just play the call. Welcome to uh, welcome to Dirtball Calls. Kyle Aronofsky calling from Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Got the beautiful. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And I'm calling in and listening to the most recent podcast, and I'm fucking livid at Nick Dale's trash take that he's okay with the NFL changing, you know, the schedule to 17 games and adding a team in the playoffs and only having one with the bye. Like, bro, you're you're advocating for it because it's going to be a more exciting like end of the season. Do you not realize that? The playoffs, it's going to be a lower quality of football because, one, they're playing more football. You're going to see more guys injured. And you're like, oh, they're going to be you know, fighting to get into the playoffs. Who gives a fuck if it's the Jets or the Dolphins who get in a seven seed and go and lose in Kansas City or in New England or wherever? Like, what are you talking about, bro? You're, it is literally what are talking about? going to degrade playoff football, in my opinion, significantly. And say you have a really strong two seed, like the Chiefs were this year, and they get to the Super Bowl, and then they play, like, maybe even a less dominant team in the NFC, but they were a one seed, and they got that extra week of rest. And Joe made a great point that they, you know, if you can just ride out the last three weeks of the regular season, you have a month, basically, of resting your starters. Maybe they play for a half. You get all these guys back from injury, and you can just kind of coast through it really is like something that I think about often as a major detriment to football. And honestly, I don't think they're going to keep it this way. I think this is going to be something that might be around. And the NFL, obviously, all the leagues are very stubborn. They never admit when they're wrong and, and fix things. But I think this is something that in the next CBA in 10 years or whatever, they're going to go back to 16 games and fixing the playoffs. And Andy, it's been 30 years because it's worked. Like, why fix it if it's not broken? Uh, that's it. Condoms up for Nick Dale and your fucking horrible takes. Kill yourself. <laughs> I was like waiting for it. He's like, oh, he saved it for the real end. Yeah. Told Nicky D to kill himself. I mean, I feel like that's, again, that can be taken with a bit of a grain of salt. I think we've. I think we've made the uh, call for self harm on this show a little bit casual. <laughs> we? Oh, you have told plenty of people to kill themselves, Andy. <laughs> I mean, come at me, you know, you can come at me, you can call me, you know, you know names, whatever you want to do, it's fine, you know, I, I'm used to it. Just keep your call under a minute so we don't have to hear, <laughs> don't have to hear your trash-ass jersey wow. negativity. Wow, <laughs> wow, God. It was a minute 55. Nick has a point. Wow. going to say, my, my son has a point. Strong comeback point, Del Sandro. Minute 55, and he hitting you with that jersey accent. I mean, yeah, his... I, I obviously, you know, repeating basically every point I had about why it's a terrible idea. So I agree with the uh, with the thought and the the, uh, you know, just everything behind Kyle's call. But still in a uh, in the karate match point Del Sandro. Take it. Because he waited, you know, uh, Johnny Lawrence was doing all the fancy stuff and. Nick just got in there with a crane kick at the end. Yeah. 155. So let us know how you really feel. 310 
359-8365. Who will call? Who will be scared to call? Don't make me the bad guy, Joe Prano. What? Nick's the bad guy now. Nick's sunning people. Sniper shots. By the way, you know, Nick's right, though. 60 seconds, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's keep these calls to 60 seconds or less. That's the show. We did it. Covered. We, we keep not covering. You know what we keep not covering? Oh, and I just keep feeling bad. We keep not covering what went down in Savage Town on Friday or Thursday. Okay. And we keep not covering your nerd discussion, which I I feel like you've been putting off for a while as well. We can save it for next episode. Okay. I, I, I'm feeling confident about how this episode ended. We, we don't have to just force things. You know? Okay. We, trust me. We, we might so are we saving your drama for the next episode as well? Sure. Okay. Savage Town drama. Shit went down. Arrest happened. People were hit with golf clubs. I'll just, I'll, I'll tease it a little. Shit happened. Coming out swinging like Tiger Woods' wife. Yeah. I saw some stuff. I talked to some police twice. And crackheads. Craziness. All right, guys. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us. Twitch. On Twitch. YouTube. We're everywhere now. We everywhere. Mr. Worldwide. That's your panel on Instagram. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. That's it. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. You should know where to follow me. Nick, where can they, uh, where can they watch? Well, actually, Nick's playing Twitch tonight. Me and you are. Me and you. Dirty Sports. Dirty Sports Twitch. But every Wednesday and Friday, I'll be live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nickdale. Well, Nicky D. All right, guys, that's the show. Stay safe. Stay warm. And most importantly, stay dirty.